In this episode of Man vs. Marriage, uh, Handling Change Part 2. You don't want to miss it. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. Man versus Marriage. Welcome back to another episode of Man versus Marriage. It is I, the Q Dog, up in the hizzle for shizzle, my brizzle. You know what, though? I'm sorry that was probably loud if you have earbuds in. Please forgive me and, and don't ever stop listening because I can be a dork. But I'm pretty sure that hizzle, shizzle, all that stuff is super old. So, yeah, you kind of aged yourself there, but you're all good. I'm cool with that. It's just there may be some younger listeners that may not understand what that means. If you don't understand what that means, just hit me up. You can catch me on uh, Instagram, or you can catch me at my website. Let me know what's up. Anyway, here we go with... Uh, we had something come up, so we had to... Um, in radio or live TV, anything, there's something you come up against called a hard break. And I was about five minutes over that hard break because we had something we had to do. But we are back to talk about Handling Change, Episode 2, the mega announcements that the Moran family has. Now, if you've not listened to the episode previous to this, please make sure you do as a quick recap. We have lots of change going on in our family. Uh, namely, the first Moran child has got an official job outside of the house. I mean, they've done some odd jobs from time to time. We've put their tail to work. But uh, this one comes with a paycheck and taxes. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait till she sees the good old taxes taken out of her check. Ah, uh, to be eighteen, I want to be an adult. Here yep. you go. There you go. Thanks a lot. Um, and then for uh, what it's worth, we have two uh, of the the triplets that are going to be graduating, like the full graduation, and. You know, Hunter and Kirsten, they both go to the Autism Academy, and they've graduated, and it was a great moment. They were part of the pandemic graduations where their crap got stolen from them, so it was a major letdown on that side of it. Um, but we did have some very special people come and drive through the neighborhood and, you know, do the drive-by graduation deal, which really made me feel good for Hunter that he was recognized for that. Oh, he loved it. Um, yeah, anytime you celebrate Hunter, he loves it. I, I, me, not so much, but he's cool with, not that I don't love celebrating him. I'm saying if you try to celebrate me, it yeah, makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, you're kind of a fuddy-dud on that, but that's okay. It makes me uncomfortable for some reason. I don't know why. Um, and then we have books, the Man vs. Marriage book that's coming out. And then we have, uh, and more sports. And then, there is no more and then. And then, and then, and then. Uh, you know, Mo, who's doing sports, her sports is going to expand, but she's like right in the heat of the track meet season or cross country. Cross country. Um, she's taken on ROTC, which is awesome, and uh, already stepping in and developing herself uh, as a leader, which doesn't surprise me because all my kids that uh, have the ability. I press on them to lead and give them opportunities to do so within their home, which is can be the hardest place to lead, believe it or not. And then um, I recently have uh, earned a promotion at work, 
and that is going to change our schedule. Um, the Man vs. Marriage book that will be coming out probably 2022. And we are, there's just a lot of change that's all happened at one time. And the intent of that program was, hey, to say, hey, look, there's tons of change going on. Um, and this is what's going on in our life. But how do you handle it? And that's the part we weren't able to get to in the last episode. Because I feel like it should have been like a part two or part three of what we suck at. Because I suck at speed bumps and change. I think the majority of human beings have an issue with it. At least that's the unproven fact or statistic that's out is that most people have a difficult time um, dealing with change. You know, and I, I said before this that my uh, ability to deal with change is probably pretty topic-based. There's some parts of my life that I don't appreciate change in, and that has to do with uh, my meals. I like to make sure that I'm on, you know... Not do that not I'm, mess with his food. Not that I'm on a schedule, so, so to speak, but once we have our routine adjusted, sometimes there have been times where... I've been forgotten about, and I take it personal and get all butt hurt. But I I like to have a schedule down for what I'm going to eat, um, and that just comes with uh, me and trying to live my healthiest life after not being healthy for a very long time. But other than that, you know, um, I can take change pretty easily. Uh, I can take it on the fly. Um, there are some things that change, and it's disappointing but it doesn't ruin my life and for Jeannie she's different she needs things that are planned out and she wants to know what to expect because she kind of thrives in if I get this wrong she thrives in certainty that's good for her well I have to have some kind of organization in chaos because if you look around I'm a little chaotic and things but um, I don't like to have stuff sprung on me or things that, that could have uh, a huge impact I don't like. Because a lot of people rely on me. So if I get rocked, then it screws up everybody else. You know the, the saying, when mom gets sick, the whole house goes down? It's kind of like that in most situations, especially if you're away at work. I, I'm it, you know. So yeah. um, there's a lot of stuff. And, and some of it is just old habit. Because growing up, things were not stable. So... It's one of those things that I, I have to know certain things are, are taken care of and handled. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you there because, like I say, there's areas in my life that I really need certainty. And it's a, I think it's a few areas. But as far as change goes, I, I believe you need to have a process. But as change comes, you need to be able to adapt and overcome that. I have a process. It's called, oh, shit. <laughs> That's <laughs> yeah, my process. That is your process. <laughs> and uh, we found some workarounds. So I just, the question uh, I have for you as the listener is, uh, what chi- what type of change consumer are you? And that you may not even know what that means. And I, I have to explain myself. But when change comes, how do you handle it? What do you do? How do you treat the people around you? That's a that's something that you want to know. I mean, I mean you want to know how you treat people uh, when you're in a certain mindset so that uh, you are ensuring that people are getting the respect 
and the respect they deserve because when when people get caught in uncertainty they can quickly start lashing out um so how is it that you handle change um i know that depending on what kind of change it is i'll have to usually if something changes and it has to do with my food like my non-negotiable things that i need um certainty with i usually get mad right off the bat and then i'll start talking to myself like why are you acting this way why is it not okay for things to change why are you being a big baby why are you acting you know why why do you keep doing this don't you understand that other people have things going on and then i'll just kind of start talking myself out of this little misery party that i'm in so i can get myself right because life is not always perfect. There is a certain level of uncertainty that comes along with life in general. So most of the days, those things go off without a hitch. And, you know, I get to eat when it's time. And, you know, my life stays in a pretty good order to a degree. Mm -hmm. But how do you, I mean, what do you look at, guys, um, when, you're, when your wife or, you know, gals and your husband is like, mad or upset or lashing out so to speak they're they're just for some reason they're losing their cool what do you observe when that's going on and how can you help in that situation and there really won't be an answer to that until y'all start to determine how each of you handle change because I know um, I used to load Jeannie up during the day when things would come up. I'd call. She'd have her day planned out. I'd say, I need you to do this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. And then she would just start to kind of lose it. And I would come home and those things weren't done. And, you know, at first it's like the simple explanation is you just don't give a crap about the things that need to get done. And that was completely unfair. And that's where... didn't usually go over well either. <laughs> no. And that's where... The uh, phrase speed bump came in and that would give her that would give her the idea or the alert that something is about to change or that there's going to be a hiccup within something and she could prepare herself before the speed bump was announced. It's kind of like, you know, when you have your day planned out and I'll use the example of, of Kirsten and the bus. The bus shows up, the aide's not here, autism is alive and well tonight. Yeah. Um, I will have to take her to school because the bus will not drive without the aid. Okay, well, her school from our home, drive there, drive back, it's an hour because I have to get there, wait for them to unload the buses, mm -hmm. come and get her from me, and then leave. And depending on how well she gets out of the car will determine how long I have to sit there because yeah. I may have to help get her out and then drive back home. Well, by the time I get home, anything that I had planned... Because my day starts, the minute they're on the bus and they're gone, my day starts. Yep. And so anything that I had planned is pushed back an hour. You know, when you think about life and business, if you have to keep pushing your appointments back an hour, it just starts feeling like you're not accomplishing anything. Your day just starts to go downhill fast because it just keeps compiling. That's what a speed bump does to me if I don't have enough prep for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Now, you got a ton of notes written over there, so I'm interested to see what you have for us so that we can learn from you. So talk to us about 
handling change. I don't I don't know what the notes are about exactly. So I what pretty do you got? much base this on the big changes because when when we did this last check in, we had um, we had a lot of things going on at one time preparing to change all of we figured it was going to be you know over a course of a few weeks actually it's all happening within a matter of days of each other the sports changes the job change the um you know the girls getting ready to get their license we're on a limited time for that hannah's job just kicked in so everything just started kind of happening all at once and since i suck at a change (laughs) having a bunch of them was really difficult but this time we knew they were coming so we took the opportunity to kind of settle and have conversations repeatedly of different things that we knew that were coming one thing that we did on a regular basis and we're still doing is quincy's checking in with me how am i doing am i okay am i because we i've already had a shutdown on the book and i've had to tell the new coach and editor I took a few days off and just walked away from it and went and did something completely different because we made some changes to the book. They're good. I I wanted to make the change, but again, it's a change, which means my brain automatically went to, okay, so this detail, this detail, this detail, all these things need to change. These are in these chapters. This is what needs to be done. And I went into feeling overwhelmed and overloaded because I just added to my workload. And so I shut down for a couple of days and I just told her I'm taking a step back. My kids have, we had three days where the school schedule flipped. The day that was supposed to be a flex day changed to the next day because of testing. The next day they were supposed to stay after school for something and I didn't get told until that morning, hey, I'm going to be there an extra hour. So then I had to make arrangements for one of the other kids to stay because no one stays at school alone. You know, there was just a lot of things that were happening. So you were constantly, in those three days, you were constantly checking on me to make sure what are you doing? How are you feeling? Mm-hmm. Where's my headset, my headspace at? Because I will crumble quickly and just go straight to pissed off and I'll mow through it, but I'm going to be pissed while I do it. And then everybody around me is going to deal with it. I own this. I know this is who I am. I own this. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know I'm an asshole. I get it. But I also have the tools to help me not be that way. And that's where Quincy comes in to help. Um, so we took the opportunity when we knew all this big stuff was coming, we sat down and, um, for example, when we started discussing the possible change in job, you know, Quincy knew the opportunity was coming. This is one of those things that we, we don't make big decisions without discussing it first. We don't pull the trigger on anything huge without discussing it and making sure that we're both on the same page. Um, we talked about everything from where your headspace was, what was the pros and cons for you personally, Mm -hmm. had nothing to do with what the job could do for us or what it meant for the family yet. We were focusing on what does this mean for you personally? Is this something that you want to go after? Is this something you can challenge yourself in? Or is this just something to move out of the current situation? Like, what were we trying to do? Were we trying to just get to another job that we could maybe transfer later so that when we want to move, like, what were we going after? Mm -hmm. It's important for us that we know what the goals are. If you're just making the change to make a change, first of all, that's not a reason to do it because you, if you don't have a goal in it or a purpose behind it, I don't think you're going to get very far in it. But for us, it would totally screw things without discussing it through. Um, then we sat down and went over you know, financial changes, time limit changes, 
financial changes. I didn't know anything about it. I don't really get into that too much with him because Quincy handles a lot of the budget stuff. So, but for me, because I need to know that everything is handled, he already went in and started making the steps to refi the house to save a little bit on that. And then he started making adjustments to the budget. We started looking at some things that we needed to change because obviously kids need driving lessons. We have some things that need to be adjusted in the savings account. So what he did was went through the budget with me and showed me this is what we're doing. This is what I'm changing. This is this will help us. So if there is um, a difference in income or if we have something that comes up with the house or maintenance like the front yard, good Lord, the front yard. Just different things that we are wanting to do if they have to be postponed or changed. Just writing the book and getting the coaching. All of these things had to be considered. And every time, with Quincy and I, money is the big issue. So anytime something comes up where we need to take money from one thing to make another thing work, we both get really sketchy. (laughs) We'll put it that way. It starts to get a little tense around the house. But he had already gone through to show that this move to the new job and the things that we were looking to do, some things might get pushed back a little bit further or might have to get, you know, looked at later on down the line. But he took into consideration my, one of my biggest concerns is financial stability. And he made sure that I could see physically see we'll be okay here. Medical insurance is another huge one. And he made sure, cause there were some changes coming there too. He was like, look, this is what they're looking at. We can still do this or we can do this. What do we want to do? But he didn't just, like, let everything roll over and change without telling me. Does that make sense? It it was just, there are small things that, they seem small to me now. But in the moment, that's where my head goes because it's always been there. That's coming from what we came from and getting to where we're at. You don't always forget what you went through. And sometimes you find yourself reverting back to that thought process. Yeah. Um, We went over your new schedule, what was it going to be like? Are you going to travel as much? He's going to have some nights where he's going to have to be out of town, which means I'm going to be alone with the kids. That's new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, looking at there's new responsibilities coming with driving, with um, the new job for Hannah, with the sports, with graduation and senior activities. So we had to kind of sit down and go over, okay, how are we going to make a new family calendar so that everybody is aware of where mom is, where dad is and what's going on and make sure that everybody gets covered as best we can. And if we can't cover it, then the kids are learning. This is now a negotiable. You're going to have to negotiate with someone else to get you a ride or figure things out for yourself because we have other people that we are responsible for. Um, some of the things that, that came up were making sure how are we going to balance and make sure that the responsibilities didn't weigh on me. You know, with, with Quincy working out of town, it's often um, a lot of stuff is left to my shoulders because he can't just drive back into town and help get kids to and from places. I mean, sometimes you're an hour and a half away. Sometimes you could be three or four hours away just depending on if you're in a management meeting or yeah. what's going on. So when we started making the decision to change positions, like, okay, but for me at first, it was like, oh shit, we've got school and job and sports and this and this and this. What is this new job going to do? Are you going to be home more? Are you going to be gone more? Like it, it flipped me for a minute 
because if you're going to be traveling more, that means more is going to fall on my shoulders. So we were able to kind of look at what needs we have with your schedule and then determine, did this position fit what we needed? Yeah. You know, what we wanted, what we're going for. We've got a four-year plan. Does this fit into the plan? It, it's more... It's more about looking at and being able to talk through, is this a seasonal change? Is it temporary? Is this permanent? Some of these things could suck for a couple of months, but if it's a couple of months, we can do that. But if it's going to be like three or four years, no. You know, talking to Jeff and Candace, we asked about this because they've recently had some changes with their eldest is now dating and his, um, Candace is now working another job and... There's just, there's a lot of shift going on there too. And that was one of the things that they discussed was we had to adjust our date night because now our daughter's experiencing it. So we've kind of shifted where, okay, we'll go every other week. You go every other week and we'll help each other out because there's still other kids to be cared for. And I think because it's a season for them, Jeff was more able to kind of work through that because they're like us. These are non-negotiables. Date night is a non-negotiable. Um, having time together one-on-one a weekend away, these things are non-negotiables. They're the same way. They like to spend a lot of time together, train together, um, you know, stuff like that. So when you have to make the adjustment, if it's for a season, that's cool. We can do this. But if I don't have the heads up that this is just temporary, this is just a season, and I'm looking at three years down the road, I don't know that I can make all of those adjustments that quickly, you know? Um, it's it's being able to know what your spouse is going to do, too. I mean, Quincy will worry about putting too much on me. He'll worry about my stress level. He'll worry about my back, <laughs> you know? Things that tend to come up, but we have to find a way to walk, kind of walk through those. Um, so basically what it boils down to is you're having a conversation. If you're going to make big changes... What are you going to do for it? Why are we doing it is the first question. What's the purpose behind it? Is it a pro or a con? Make your lists. What are the pros? What are the cons? Do they outweigh each other? You know, is it a pro and a cons list for both of you in the process? Um, Know each other. What's your concerns and what are your fears? If you know what your spouse's concerns are, if you know that medical insurance is a big issue, if you know that... um, you know, changing a job would rock things. If you know that your kid trying to drive behind a wheel, I, Quincy and I did not see eye to eye on this for a really long time. Our kids wanting to drive or be in a car with someone who drives who's 18, I had a hard time with it. We had to come to some kind of agreement of I need to see the person behind the wheel for a while first. I have to trust that person first. And it, it wasn't the happiest moment for the kids because we were not in agreement, but we made the decision, if we're not in agreement, then it doesn't fly. You know, you, you have to decide those things. Um, then we came up with a plan to combat the fears. Like with the finances, he immediately went in and refied the house to start saving some money and reorganized the budget and things that we could cut back on or things that we could save on to help. We no longer have the second car payment. That's a blessing. <laughs> Because the car is gone. Well, that <laughs> car was turned out to be a piece of crap. But. I know. That's why I'm so happy <clears throat> it's gone. But then we also looked at, um, you know, what do the families need? We sat down with the kids. How is this going to impact them? What do they think about you 
making these changes? What do they think about us writing the book? Because we had to sit down and explain to them with us writing a book, mom and dad are going to take some more time away to write the book. And that's going to affect family time. It seems to some people, I get nagged a lot. To some people, it seems like we involve our kids in a lot of our decisions. We, we involve the family in things that people don't agree children need to be part of. You're just supposed to tell them and they're supposed to deal with it. Quincy and I don't necessarily see that in a lot of things because our kids value our time and they don't have a whole lot left as they're getting ready to go off and do their own thing. And so to let them know that this is going to impact you in a, in a way for a little while helps them to not get pissy because some of them are like me. Change is not their friend. OCD is a big deal for two of them. You could go in their room and turn something and they're going to find it in 10 seconds and then they're going to be pissed. But we, we've come to a place where we've learned to have these conversations and put everything out there so that I don't spin for days because I will, I will internalize it. If you don't talk about it, you don't put it out there then you're allowing yourself or your spouse to internalize and have these dialogues in their own head of what it's going to look like. And for me, I will automatically go to overwhelmed because there's so many things changing at one time. How am I ever going to do this? Yeah, and when overwhelm sets in, then the meltdown starts, and then you physically start getting sick, and your back screws up, and you get migraine headaches and whatnot. And I think it's important, as the more you begin to understand your relationship the more you know which hills to press, you know, further up, which hills, you know, not to press further up. So it's it's important that you guys know that there are some topics that you need to live to see another day on. Some things may be non-negotiable. Some things you might have to press, um, you might have to press the issue on a bit. And, you know, timing is is certainly one of those things that you need to take into consideration. But for the fact is, is that some some of these issues, you have really got to figure out how deep in the weeds you want to get and agree to disagree and take up the conversation later. And then some of the things this and this just is the way that I handle it. Some of the things you have to be firm on. And, and not back down with because, you know, maybe it it's at a time where you see the perspective a little bit differently and then you just negotiate your way through it. I'm a firm believer that, you know, people don't generally or can't generally um, be... Res- how, do, how do I say this? It's like you can't necessarily help how change affects you. No, but if you know, if you know, okay, given our dynamics, you already know me well enough to know what's going to affect me the most. Yeah, so what I'm saying there is, I can't say, I can't hold you responsible for how you handle change because it's not, it's not necessarily your fault how it affects you, but... No, it's ingrained from, from past things and uncertainties or instabilities that we're trying to still work through now. It could even be how you're hardwired. I mean, there are just personality types that don't handle change well. And that's basically what I'm trying to say. So I can't hold you responsible for that, especially if you've never stopped to consider it. Now, once we understand it, 
It's about how we move forward. And it's still going to be difficult, but you find workarounds to make it more digestible, to make it more bite-sized. Well, what you're doing now is... Um, you're taking on the role of, because you have the, the switch that flips, you have the ability to just dive in and change and move with whatever you need to adapt to because you have the strength in that area. Then now you've come alongside me to kind of balance me out to help me make those changes without, and we started taking it bite size at a time. We, like I said, it might be that they're the listeners are only changing one or two things. We're changing like seven in a short time span all at once. So it's not like, you know, oh hey, we bought a house. Yeah, buying a house is a big deal, but it's one big change buying a house. But when you're doing several at one time and you know you have somebody who gets overwhelmed easily, or you're dealing with someone who um you know, doesn't deal with change because there's an uncertainty on what it looks like. I can't always see what something looks like, even as hard as I try. It's, it's really difficult for me to see five years down the road. Quincy, on the other hand, can look at five, 10, 15 years down the road, and he has a plan. Me? Ask me what's going on next week. I could probably give you that. And that's if. That's a big if. But you've taken the responsibility to come alongside me and help me through it, not beat me up for not being able to make the adjustments and, you know, not being able to do what you do. We, we, we used to have that trouble because we couldn't understand yeah. why, why couldn't I just get on board with what you were doing or why couldn't you see what I was trying to, to get you to see, but we didn't know we didn't think alike. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so with that being said, you know, I'm asking you if, if you spring some change on your wife, dude, and she just loses her crap or she goes into meltdown mode, understand that it may not necessarily be something that she can help. Mm -hmm. So this is a, this is a journey that y'all will start together in understanding how do each of you deal with change and do you, would it benefit you to come up with some kind of terminology, what we refer to as buzzwords um, or buzz phrases so that you can introduce changes or hiccups or questions about the future. And I think it's extremely important that you get a handle on that. Now, if you don't, the thing is, is that all the changes that are happening right now are things that we were working towards happening. We, we didn't just really, didn't plan them all to happen yeah. at one time. And didn't necessarily know what that looked like. Yeah. We just knew what we were going for. And when you're talking about your career, you have to, you get to a point where it's like, what do we value more? All these bills that we have to pay, or do we, ha do we value time spent? What's more valuable? Having me home? potentially more and more involved with the family as autism gets more and more difficult and as and as you know our our kids are growing up even more or do we value more money i mean you got to have the money to facilitate your life okay i understand that part but then you cut it what it comes down to is where do you place the value of your time and your presence and so going into this new position, that's what we had to 
that's what we had to look at, even if the money is different, if, if the money is less, what did we want? And that's what I would encourage you to do, is look at what you want. And then understand that, you know, in any negotiation, there's going to be pain on either side. And, but you need to make decisions, make decisions that you understand there may be short-term sacrifice, but in order to get where you're going, it's just something that you're going to have to endure. And we didn't expect all these things to take off as they did. Although, talking with one of my real good friends, Stephen, he kind of spoke his heart to me and gave us an idea that it might go this way. Well, and here's what we came up with. When when all this started going on and we were having this conversation about what our future looks like in our four-year plan, we decided, okay, we're standing on the edge of a cliff. Do we stand here and be content with what we have and where we're at, or do we jump and see what's on the other side? Now, a lot of people look at that analogy and think, well, you can jump and you can crash and burn. We could, but if we don't jump, we don't know. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be content in just, I, I don't want to be content in being uncertain. You know, I'll, I'll, oftentimes I think that's something that some people like myself get stuck in. We're content with being uncertain because if you're not changing anything, then I'm okay. But at the same time, I'm, I'm not okay because it's still not what I want exactly. Yeah. But you're not willing to put yourself out there to find out. You know, it's like... It, this is the dumbest thing, and Rita and I laughed at me really hard for this. I'm afraid to succeed and afraid to fail. So what the hell do you do? Yeah. You know, if you're afraid to fail at something, you're never going to try because you're afraid to fail. But if you never, if you are afraid to succeed, you're going to sabotage yourself the whole way. Mm -hmm. Because you're trying not to succeed just in case you're going to fail. Which basically means you're content with being nothing. You're sitting in the middle doing absolutely nothing. So you're not really content because you're not happy. You want something more, but you're not willing to put yourself out there to get it. Yeah. That was really, really, really hard to get slapped in the face with. But it made sense to me because I wasn't doing anything. I was just living. Survival mode. Yeah. And and I, I just pulled out of that, you know, just I don't want to allow uncertainty to dictate the terms of my life to me. Mm -hmm. And that... There are some things that are way too uncertain, but you never, you will never know unless you take that step or that leap of faith, but you have to know what you're working for. You got to know what you want. You, you have to make a determination within yourself and, you know, collectively with your spouse. And we do involve our kids in some of these things because I, I there are some things that I just did not appreciate as a kid growing up when things were changing. Um, I, and anytime my kids were going to get a shot or something was going to happen, I'm all, I am the one who is going to be very upfront and say, look, I'm never going to lie to you. This is the deal. It's like life changing situations. I never, I didn't want any of my kids to find out from anybody other than me when my grandpa passed away, because it was the first person that they had dealt with the loss of this magnitude. Yeah. So, that's where I come in. I sit down. It's like we have to have a family meeting. And I, you know, today I said it, we're going to have a family meeting. And everybody's like, what did we do wrong? So it's not that I want 
that to be, you know, the idea that anytime there's a family meeting, there's a problem. But I, I do want to involve my children, especially as they get older, when we are looking to change things. And that will, in my opinion, help them for how they decide to move forward with their families and their life. And it's not that I'm, I'm not a proponent of teaching my kids what to think. It's teaching them how to think critically. And I can only do that by showing them through my actions. And, you know, a lot of the decisions that get made are just right here with Jeannie and I. And then we will take and we will filter that down to the kids because it's going to affect them in a certain way. Well, and I think the cool part that that's kind of new for me now in all of this is we're always asking, what does that look like? And when we start trying to make decisions and make changes and, and we're trying to teach the kids you know, before they make a decision, like Gracie's trying to decide which colleges she wants to apply for. Okay, what does it look like? When you get to college, what does it look like? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, especially right now, it's really, really hard for me to answer what does it look like. And I kept trying to go over this for myself because there's so many different things coming up. And I was like, okay, but what does it look like? If I could figure out what it looks like, then I can hone in on it. Mm -hmm. And it was pissing me off because I can't figure out what it looks like. And one of those moments where, you know, you're kind of contemplating something and that little voice inside you goes, okay, so go to the clouds. What would it look like in the clouds? If you could see it the way you want it to look, mm -hmm. what would it look like? I can do that. Mm -hmm. I can absolutely do that. Now, whether or not it's an actual this is the end goal and what we're aiming for it to look like doesn't matter. But if I can get to the clouds and get enough of a hint of what I'm after, mm -hmm. then I can sit back and say, okay, now start reeling it back in. What parts of this is realistic? What parts of this can we hold on to? Or it's one of those conversations where I have to say, I'll shoot you a text and go, Hey, I'm going to the clouds. I need you to come with me. He's always willing to jump to the clouds. He's really good at that. Yeah. So it giving that ability when you're stuck and you're trying to process a change and you're someone like me who really struggles to take on that stuff, being able to, if you can't answer what does it look like, what is your end goal, go to the clouds. If we weren't worried about the money, if we weren't worried about the medical insurance, if we weren't worried about the person driving next or the job or how we're going to get them there, what does this look like? Mm -hmm. Okay, well, Hannah would be able to the job Gracie would be able to drive and go to college you know Ashton will be able to get a job and go to college you and I would be able to have more time at home with the kids so you could help me with Hunter and Kirsten you know you and I would have we're gonna have to find somebody to help with Hunter and Kirsten so we can still have our time we would have somebody lined up for that like being able to just throw those things out there. These are the things that I want. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's what it looks like. It's just what I want. Okay, well then these are the changes that are coming that will help us get to those things. And then these are the things that we need to start looking at to get the rest of it. It's a lot easier when it's broken down. It, it seems like such a simple thing when I say it, but processing through it is just not easy for me. Well, it... I don't think you're try you're simplifying it too much. In in order to have an idea 
of what you want, you have to be able to conceptualize it. And when you conceptualize it, then you can place your focus on it and you have the roadmap to get there. And without that, you're not really going to make any progress in any of the, the directions that you want to go. Yeah, that's true. If you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. Makes yeah, sense. That, so that is, that's imperative. That's, that's why I work the way that I do. And I'll tell you what else is extremely difficult. Doing this podcast, podcast with autism screaming. With autism being an absolute turd in the background. <laughs> and uh, the kids have gone to uh, my sister's house to visit. We're here with Hunter and Kirsten. And Hunter just keeps coming up the steps. Jeannie and I have had to leave several times. Kirsten's in the background screaming. So how and do she, you... There's nothing wrong. She is just talking. She's just being loud. There is absolutely nothing wrong. No one's talking to her, and no one's moving around upstairs. That's what that noise is about. So it's mommy, mommy, mommy. It's Hunter, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I had the door open a few minutes ago, and she was fine. As long as she knew I was here and the door was open, she was fine. We closed the door, and all of a sudden, it's mommy. Yeah. Now she can't see the door open. <laughs> and as you, I, this episode is kind of distracted and is for that very reason. So please understand that. We are giving you the best we've got. But autism is really competing for our attention right now. Man versus marriage raw edition. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you can hear her in the background. And oh she is just gosh. mommy, mommy. So that... I'm popular. <laughs> you are. Very popular with me. Um, with that being said, we're going we're gonna to wrap this episode up. I believe that there is some value in this episode for you. And hopefully it's in determining how... You and your spouse deal with change. And then once you identify how you deal with change, you can look at our examples and how we've been through it. And it will help you to get on the good foot onto a path that of progress when it comes to communicating change within your life and your relationship. So with that being said, don't forget to utilize our email, it's Quincy at MVSMPodcast.com and Jeannie at MVSMPodcast.com. Make sure you go and you subscribe to Man vs. Marriage Podcast.com. Once you get there, hit that subscription and then that will give you all the latest updates for the things that we have coming out. I really, really appreciate you listening to this episode. Let us know how it helped you. Reach out to us anytime. We will do our best when we get back to you to give you the best advice and feedback that your money pays for. And it's free. So don't forget that. Anyway, enough of that. Thank you, Autism, for kicking us right in the breadbasket today. And I hope uh, hope you know we love you out there, audience, all over the world. You know Quincy and Jeannie Moran. We love you. This is Man vs. Marriage. Podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You gotta live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Mary, the podcast.